Hello and welcome to another episode in the You're My Com Zero podcast and I'm your host Asif Chowdhury. Today my guest is Matt Navara. Matt is one of Europe's most well-known and in-demand social media consultants with 20 years of industry experience. Matt has worked with some of the world's most popular brands including Meta, Google and the United Nations. And besides his consulting work, Matt is renowned, a renowned industry speaker and a thought leader. He's delivered major uh, keynote speeches, conducted workshops and p- participated in panel discussions, at major conferences worldwide, sharing his valuable insights and inspiring professionals to push the boundaries of social media marketing. So thanks for joining me, Matt, and it's a pleasure to welcome you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So let's do some getting to know you stuff before we get into the um, main crux of this, which I'll cover shortly. So, Matt, what's your most played song on your Spotify list at the moment? Do you know what? It tends to rotate between anything that's dance orientated. So mostly anything by Fred again, uh, anything that's kind of uh, music from Tomorrowland or anything that's come out of uh, any of the recent festivals. So it's a, it's a rotation of dance music, I would say, at the moment. Yeah, brilliant. So a little insight there. So um, which famous person would you invite to dinner and why? Uh, tricky well I'd probably be either Barack Obama or, or someone like um, uh, Louis Theroux I think they would have enough <laughs> stories between them to tell which would be fascinating um, and they would have a different uh, perspective on life so they, they would probably be up, up there in my list amazing I want to come to that dinner party for sure let's, let's get them both let's get them both on that'd be amazing and final ones getting to know you just three words to describe you then Matt I think people will probably describe you as being impatient Probably a little bit obsessed, as in in my job, I kind of obsess over what I do, um, and probably uh, pretty down to earth. I'm pretty easy to get to know. I'm pre- so but those are some of the, the ways I hope people would see me anyway. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so we're going to uh, uh, just uh, going into the podcast itself. So I'll just give a bit of an intro here. So in this fast-paced world of social media. Uh, communications professionals are constantly seeking new ways to engage with their audiences and deliver impactful messages. And today we're going to deep dive into a captivating debate that has been brewing in the digital sphere, which is Threads versus Twitter um, and Zuckerberg versus Musk. Uh, And I've loved your commentary on social um, with various uh, memes and what have you uh, to depict that. It's been been fascinating to watch. So on this, uh, what will certainly be a thought-provoking podcast, Matt's going to explore the pros, cons, and endless possibilities of these two powerful communications tools. And we're going to dissect some of the unique features, functionalities, and strategic advantages that Threads and Twitter bring to the table, all while catering for the interests and needs of comms, marketing, and PR professionals. So um, I'm going to kick straight in with the first question. Uh, So Matt, what are some common um, misconceptions or misunderstandings that you've come across when it comes to comparing threads to Twitter? Well, I think that people, and probably reasonably so, have thought that this would be a Twitter killer and it will kill Twitter in some way. And and by a year from now, Twitter will not be alive. And then this is the app that's going to do it. And I don't think it was ever billed as that necessarily by Meta. It was that was certainly a media uh, thing. Um, I think they have set out to create something that is similar to Twitter and has a is familiar to people who use that platform and has the ability to maybe pull people across from the platform onto threads, uh, certainly those that are of a 
fed up with what's been happening with the platform. Yeah. But I don't think there's any goal or aspiration for it to, to destroy the platform, nor, nor do I think that Meta thinks that they're able to somehow completely destroy it. And there's there's too much going on over there for, it, for that to happen. So I think that's the, the main uh, misconception about it. Um, I think also there's a misconception maybe that, that people need to reinvent the wheel slightly and, and they're probably getting too caught up in, in, in anxiety around well, what do I do on this new platform? I need to come up with some fan, fantastic new comms strategy or social media strategy to kind of you know get the best out of the platform early on and if I don't do it now that's it's game over um, and I don't, I don't think that's the case at all. I think as we'll probably discuss you know most uh, of the brands and creators and influencers that are on threads that are having any level of success at this stage are literally taking what they're doing on other similar platforms. Some of that's Twitter, some of that's from the style of TikTok, funnily enough, because the content has a lot of shared similarities and Instagram, of course, um, and and then repurposing it in, in, this, in either the exact same way or a similar way. So I think those are the initially the, the misconceptions or, or the things that people are, are over-focusing on. Yeah, so do, do you think then, in, in your experience then, what do you think are the key considerations that comms professionals should keep in mind when deciding between, if indeed they do need to decide between Threads and Twitter for their brand and or their client, if their agency, and are, are there certain industries or communications goals where one platform uh, may have a clear advantage over the other? Well, at the moment, this, Twitter still has a larger audience and has a huge level of cultural relevance which is what one of the things that twitter has always had more of than maybe people think it deserves given kind of it's had so many problems over the years and it's never really made a lot of money for the company and size wise when you compare it to tiktok or instagram or any other app it's it's fairly small you know it's only a fraction of those the size of those platforms um and so um, but still, it, it has a larger audience than Threads at this time and, and still has that level of relevance. So for those marketers and comms professionals working for brands or, or businesses of any type that um, has a choice between the two, then there's still a lot of value and probably will be for some time on Twitter. But the, the downside at the moment with Twitter, of course, is, is, is brand safety in terms of the ability to kind of or how comfortable you are putting your content and your uh, engaging on a platform that has all sorts of safety issues in terms of where your content could show up and what, what other tweets could show up around it. And also maybe a moral or ethical decision, you know, in terms of some of the behaviors and tweets and, uh, and decisions made by Elon Musk could be at odds with, with your, with your own organizations. And that, that could give you another reason why maybe you would start wanting to do more on threads than, than on Twitter. So those are some of the initial kind of decision factors, but in terms of, you know, if you're making a comparison between Twitter and threads in terms of the style and format of the content, there's not a great deal of difference between them because they are text platforms with a cap or a limit on on characters. Um, you can attach images on, and videos on both platforms and they have, have the similar sort of functionality in terms of repost or retweet and liking, engaging and replies to, to tweets or replies to threads. Um, in terms of um, the, the some of the differences, I think the, the vibe and the 
the the personality of the of the platforms is is quite different, uh, and that's driven by the fact that Twitter has got a long history and uh, and is obviously tied very strongly to Elon Musk and what he's doing most of the time, which is for most people not great. Um, and then they've got Threads, which is very much geared towards being more aligned to Instagram and what sort of content and the sorts of people that you would find on on Instagram. Uh, and so when you look at Threads, it's kind of a weird mashup hybrid between Twitter because it looks and feels a bit like Twitter, yeah. Instagram because it's tied to Instagram and it's pulling in a lot of people from there to kind of you know, fill fill the platform up. But the content, you know also has a lot of similarity with things like um, TikTok in terms of its quirkiness and its kind of, you know, entertainment value, but it has obviously got quite a strong video presence given that it's not a video platform. So, you know, there, there's there's uh, quite a lot of things to consider when deciding how, you know, how to approach um, threads. Yeah, we've seen we're recording this kind of mid-July, a few weeks into threads um, existence, and there's certain things I've seen in your commentary, like the there's some of the similarities where threads have still got to implement those like um, chronological feeds and things like that. Are there any of those things in particular that you, you, you've you kind of highlighted and think that they um, or know when they're coming in or when they should come in? Um, well, they're pretty quick at the moment in terms of turning it around. You know, they've, they've released two updates to the iOS app um, in, in, in its first two weeks. And they, I think they're on a weekly update cycle. So pretty much every Tuesday, Wednesday, you'll see another app updates on iOS, at least. And I think Android's maybe on a different schedule, but, you know, similar updates. Um, and they've, you know, in the last 24 hours, they've added the ability to translate inline translations and they've fix some small issues to do with notifications and they've you know tweaked some of the design elements and stuff but they and um, but i i would expect you know they've already i think adam nazari from instagram has said that the features for you know chronological feed and uh, and improvements to the feed in general which seem to be where most people's criticisms are being levied in terms of too much recommended content lots of stuff from accounts i don't follow and not really having a sense of time and ordering because there is no chronology and to it so it doesn't feel like twitter and if it was meant to be like twitter or compete with twitter then that's quite critical as a as something to solve to make it uh, be more competitive because at the moment for a platform that is uh, looks and feels a lot like twitter it doesn't have the same kind of core strengths that twitter has so we will see i think we'll see a lot of those changes and i think the other things that are coming down further down the line they've talked about of course is the fediverse stuff which is the integration with the um, uh, activity pub protocol, which for those who are not familiar with, is the one of the well-known, more better-known uh, decentralized platform uh, protocols, which is used by Mastodon, and which will enable when it's launched, it will mean that you could potentially post things in on Mastodon, and it could show up uh, in if you wanted it to in threads and vice versa and also if you wanted to leave threads and go to another platform that is you know compatible with that protocol you could do so which i think for a lot of creators and those that are skeptical and uh, cynical about uh, meta's likely behaviors will feel a bit maybe a bit more comfortable that they can export themselves from the platform in, maybe in the future yeah now you mentioned mastodon there and i remember when um mastodon came out at the beginning of um Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter and the, certainly my timeline, I'm sure yours and many others were um, uh, filled with 
screen grabs of Mastodon profiles and you'll find me on here, which that didn't seem to take off. Do you think Threads is, um, well, certainly in the number of users that are signed up has um, suggests it would have a far different, more positive tra- trajectory and take up than um, Mastodon. Do you think that's going to be the case then with Threads or will it disappear into the ether in, uh, well, it's probably less than a year from Mastodon? Um, I don't think that we'll see um, threads disappear quite the same as we have seen the kind of disappearance of things like Be Real and even today Lemonade, which is ByteDance's kind of newer thing that's kind of not doing so well anymore. It kind of was here and then disappeared. And then we've seen um, Clubhouse come and go. Yeah. And they've all had very specific characteristics and, and, and factors that have led them to, to be a flash in the pan. You know, the, the clubhouse was uh, destined to kind of like struggle beyond um, the COVID pandemic because it was a really a lived and breathed because of the pandemic and people wanted entertainment things to do and it was able to be very useful for, you know, recording audio at home in those environments when we were all locked down and once we were all free to, to do what we want again, other content became easier to produce and, and people wanted that instead. And Be Real was a pa- platform that has a singular functional feature which people, you know, found uh, was a novelty. It was fun, but was quite quickly imitated and copied by every other platform. And then its you know unique selling point was, was gone. And I don't think we'll see much excitement from V-Rail going forwards other than a few updates over over time. And um, I think with Threads, it's a far more robust uh, platform. It's got lots more features um, uh, and potential for, for growth. It, you know, it, it's leading on a platform that has been to some degree already tried and tested and it's popular to, to, to a certain extent. But now that Instagram needs to figure out a way of, of making it appealing and engaging enough to people that wouldn't typically use Twitter because... Twitter seemed to hit, hit this ceiling of about two, 300 million users and it hasn't really burst through that. And so for Instagram, if they want to make it successful, they need to do something that they can't just make it something that's like Twitter that appeals to yeah. Twitter users because they'll hit the same issue. Um, it has to appeal to your average Instagram user, for example. Um, in terms of the, the, the Mastodon stuff, you know, Mastodon, um, the, de- well, the decentralized element of social media platforms, I don't think is that particularly that interesting or exciting at the moment. To most you, the average social media user, I think you'd ask if you asked a hundred social media users about this kind of some of the terminology, many of them, most of them, probably wouldn't know really what that even meant and why it was important, and so that's why they haven't made a huge big deal about it. But in the years ahead, it will become more of a, a standard thing that platforms offer the ability to connect across multiple platforms and export your audience and own your audience and, and have them having less control. Um, and Meta's challenge now will be to make decentralized platform features more accessible and easier to understand and use because Mastodon famously is very clunky and technical and uses a lot of jargon and uh, people don't really understand it other than those who are hardened tech enthusiasts. Um, the other fat challenge that Instagram and uh, Meta will face is that they're going to be heavily res- heavy resistance from people that are you know, in that space, in the Fediverse, who view Meta as a kind of the big, bad corporation that's kind of muscling in on their territory that's going to do bad things and is not to be trusted and they don't want it to be part of that that world it's their kind of land so to speak and so that resistance will start becoming 
challenging for them. Um, so they're aware of that. And I think that, that that's going to be a space to sort of watch for the next year or so as they, they build these features into, into Threads. Yeah, so it sounds like certainly that the, uh, you've described there some of the things that Threads um, needs to do to remain popular and engagement. Do you think there's anything else to add to that? Um, I think that it needs to give it a people a sense of what it's about, who it is, a bit of brand personality, a bit of a kind of a sense of purpose. At the moment, it doesn't. I don't get any sense of what. Why would we use Threads over any other platform beyond the? I just don't like Twitter, and I want something that's like Twitter, that's not Elon Musk's Twitter. That's that's okay for to a degree for a certain small subset of users, but for the average instagram or tiktok user that kind of isn't really a heavy user of twitter doesn't really care about the whole drama with elon musk what what's their reason for being on there beyond it just being another new platform you know with tiktok it has a very clear brand personality and it has you know very specific style and tone of content and people know what to expect there it's an entertainment app um is Threads going to be a news app? Well, they've said that they don't want it to be a news app like Twitter. They've already told us that. Whether that happens or not, we will see. You know, it's not Instagram because there is already Instagram. They wouldn't want to cannibalize Instagram, which already exists, because that wouldn't be good business. So it's not Instagram. So what is it? Um, because that will help social media marketers and comms professionals figure out well, what what's the use case here and what's the sort of audience type and what sort of content will be best to go here so i think a clear clearer sense of identity and purpose and um, which will also help it build a community because one of the other issues it's got is the fact that it's added 100 whatever 30 million now probably or more users in a space of a couple of weeks and when you we've seen in the history of social media that when you put in a space online millions of people quickly and see how it goes typically it doesn't go particularly well because there's too many differing opinions and no one can really settle and figure out what's going on you need to kind of slow burn for communities to form and little fractions little groups to kind of clusters to kind of build themselves and so there's like on tiktok there's lots of hashtags for book talk or there's people that are interested in um i don't know anything to do with fashion and beauty or to do with uh, any obscure kind of interest they're in there's a there's a community that can be found and, and has organically developed sometimes on the platform i think the speed of growth of threads has meant that that hasn't even had a chance to happen um and it needs to i think so i think those those are some of the important things um and also i think it, it needs to get over trying to be you know this we know it's like twitter now it's a bit like twitter yeah. but it needs to give us something more uh, beyond that or or if it's going to be very similar to twitter then it needs to do what twitter does but do it better um, and um, without a chronological feed, without um, a news being there, which is what they're saying, they're resisting, it, it's going to have to find it very hard to be be a replacement for Twitter. Yeah. So there's, there's obviously with it being news, there's a lot of experimentation going on by brands on how they maximize the value of threads. So are there any brands or individuals, influencers that stand out for you in these early stages then, Matt? Um, well, that's the tricky thing at the moment is um, there isn't any, I would say, from my perspective, standout brands because we're in, we're only two weeks in and most strategies that are being employed by social media managers or by brands is, is one of repurposing existing content from similar platforms, which mostly is Twitter and a bit of Instagram. Um, thrown in um, so you know the strategy um, doesn't need to be particularly 
uh, sophisticated or elaborate or highly innovative really um, for for people to have success on threads or or to kind of play on threads it, it just needs to be low risk it needs to be you know low lift in terms of effort um, and lots of experimentation and what you're seeing with big brands well big brands and small brands is that many of them are simply taking what they're doing on twitter predominantly but also some of their other platforms and taking their greatest hits or some of their most successful posts and repurposing them on threads or mirroring or in sometimes completely in sync sometimes just some of the stuff that they're doing at the same time on twitter is being kind of reposted on onto threads and then they'll experiment to see what 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 works what kind of formats what kind of language what what kind of imagery and videos and topics um, are resonating and then building upon that and figuring out uh, you know, organically what, what a new strategy might look like for content. Um, I'm sure there probably are brands and creators that I've not seen that are doing things that are very distinctly unique to the threads, but without us really knowing what threads is or will become and with brands having many other competing platforms to choose from uh, and content to create for them, it would not be sensible, I would say, at this early, very, very early stage in, in creating huge amounts of bespoke content and having a unique playbook strategy for a platform um, in you know, just two weeks old. So yeah, it's hard to, it's very hard to say Netflix or, or Amazon or somebody is doing something highly uh, sophisticated because really it's throwing out as much as they can, seeing what sticks and then building from there. Uh, so looking ahead as many uh, of us comms professionals like to do, even when it's just two weeks old, um, are there any trends or developments that you and your expert opinion foresee in the threads versus Twitter debate? And are there any emerging features or functionalities that could potentially tip the scales in the favor of one platform over well, the other. I think that for, for the for the companies and brands that are concerned about the downfall of Twitter and the safety issues of Twitter, the, the big selling point for them is going to be how how well Meta and Instagram keep uh, threads a safe place uh, and a well moderated place um, for them to be able to operate in, and ultimately it as well develop a ads platform um, that enables them to either work with creators or to, to, to use Meta's, you know, very successful, probably the best in the industry and targeted platform. Um, that's something that probably we won't see for a little while, but they initially were saying 12 months was the time frame before they'll layer on an ad platform. I think we're probably going to start seeing it within the next three to six, maybe nine months time, because they're already at speaking to agencies about the opportunities with the platforms. So they're already warming them up um, and the speed that the platform has grown and the interest in the platform has far exceeded what they're uh, internal projections were by many multiples so I think that the timeline for that will be brought forward so that, that that's going to be a significant junction um, for for its you know future successful when that happens um, and we're going to see branded content I think they've already said they're going to trial uh, ability to kind of collaborate more with creators early, early on so we'll see that coming through soon um, in terms of uh, content, I think that, that, as I said, the chronological feed will be, will be a significant development because that will make it feel more real time and, 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 and give us that sense of what Twitter offers, like that kind of uh, go-to place when something's happening in the world, whether it's to do with news or culture or, or entertainment or something that's happening 
that that needs that real time element for us to pull people in. And I think we'll see that kind of emerge in the coming weeks as they bring those features in. Um, in terms of content, I think that that's the space to kind of be watched and, and see, watch, you know, watch what brands and uh, in your vertical are doing. What, what, you know, if you work in this space of if you're an optician, you know, what are the biggest brands in, in opticians doing? What are companies that if you, if you work in fashion, what are Boohoo and Pretty Little Things and, and any other brand that's trending is, is doing, you know, Sheen and whatever. So, you know, I think it's watching what they're doing and seeing how they're adapting to the platform. But also from your, you don't need to be a huge brand to kind of, um, or watch a huge brand to learn from things. You can experiment yourself. That's the beauty of having a new platform. It's probably the, the best and most fun time to be a social media professional because you can really get away with a lot more. It's, it's forgiving. People accept that this is new and you might put things out that don't do very well or don't necessarily feel right for the platform and, and you see that the engagement isn't there and then you don't do that again, you do something different. And so I think um, this is a great opportunity at the moment for any size business to be throwing out all sorts of experimental kind of ideas and pieces of content and engagement um, kind of activities to see what works um, and then and going from there. So I think that those are the, that certainly the next few months and, and the next six to 12 months. The, the, the decentralized stuff, I think, is something that's far less important to most people, particularly brands. I think it's much more interesting to creators, if anything. Um, and then finally, I just on that point, you know, this platform will be made, make or break based on its relationship with creators, much like many other platforms at the moment. If, if they can appeal to creators by creating opportunities for them to monetize their activity and their content, and uh, people, the best creators are on the platform, meaning that people want to be there to see their content, and maybe how they have some sort of bespoke content from those creators that they can't find, say on TikTok or elsewhere, that will be a big incentive for the people to keep coming back and engaging on the platform. So. That, that's a significant um, win for them if they can make that happen. Well, so thank you for that, Matt. And that's that, that's amazing. So it's I feel like I've just done a um, a chat GPT very bespoke search, but actually had a human response to this Threads v Twitter debate. So and there'll be the listeners will have really enjoyed that. And for those that um, there, there might be the other one or two that don't know you, so where's the best place for people to find you and um, uh, connect with you and, and, and you know, consume some of the, the, the vast amount of content and the opinion that you have on things on well, social I'm media. I'm always the same on Twitter and, and threads, so you can find me in my handle, which is at Matt Navarra. And if you're interested, I do a, a weekly newsletter every Friday called Geek Out, and that brings all together all of the news from the week in one place. Um, and if you're interested in getting that free newsletter, you can go to geekout.mattnavarra.com and you can subscribe for free. Excellent. And you'll find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, or your chosen platform, and on our website, comzero.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at comzero, uh, and on threads as well. I, I suppose I have to include that now. It's comzero uh, underscore. Um, and if you do listen on Apple or Spotify, please leave a rating and review and hit the follow and subscribe button. And we have new episodes that come out every two weeks. So, Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure. Some fantastic information there for the listeners to take away. Thank You're you welcome. so much. Thank you.